Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. Reimposing a stricter coronavirus lockdown in the country may not be warranted at this time, despite the reported increase in cases of the new coronavirus disease Malacanang declared on Monday. According to presidential spokesman Harry Roque, the country still has adequate capacity to provide proper health care to people who may contract serious coronavirus illness. The local economy also cannot afford another strict lockdown since there are already many people who are hungry, Roque added. Roque, however, recognized the need to step up compliance with minimum public health standards such as wearing of masks and shields and safe distancing to stem the spread of the illness. Testing, contact tracing, and isolation protocols must also be enhanced at the local level. Meanwhile, a former health secretary, Manuel Dairit, is not in favor of placing the country under the strict enhanced community quarantine or ECQ anew, despite the apparent surge in the new coronavirus disease 19 infections recently. Dairit has recommended that the government should focus its efforts in ensuring that the public is strictly observing the minimum health standard pro protocols to curb the spread of the dreaded disease. As for Dairit, the reason behind the surge of COVID-19 cases in the country is actually due to a drop in compliance of health protocols, which he said can be fixed, and also an increase in mobility. Policy-wise, we have to make sure that anybody who goes out, strictly speaking, minimum health standards complied with. Kasi yan ang immediate response natin eh. That will have an immediate impact because it will stop transmission. As far as an immediate ECQ, I don't want to say we should do it. Okay, kasi drastic yan. And we know it is an economic impact. Eh? So we shouldn't just say close everything again. Number two, compared to last year, meron tayong vaccine ngayon. Therefore, minimum health standards plus accelerated vaccination, I think is the way to go. For the month of um, March, um, I don't think it is called for. Bakit po? Kasi talagang datos po ang ating pinagbabasihan. Sabihin na nating dumami ang kaso, pero nakikita naman natin handa tayong gamutin yung mga seryosong magkakasakit na 2 to 3% ng mga magkakasakit. So, 60% available ICU beds, 65% available isolation beds, at 75% available ward beds. Pero, Inaatasan na po natin ang lahat, kasama na po ang ating mga lokal na pamahalaan, 
na hindi lang paintingin ang ating minimum health standards, ipatupad na po natin yung isolation, uh, yung ating institutional isolation na mga nagkakasakit. Kinakailangan paintingin na natin yung ating tracing at kinakailangan i-isolate din natin yung mga tao na nagkaroon na ng close contact at bigyan ng PCR test yung mga taong nagkaroon na ng close contact. At ito sa, sa ganitong mga pamamaraan, eh, kahit ano pang variant yan, mababantayan naman po natin ang pagkalat ng sakit. At nananawagan din po kami sa mga lokal na pamalaan, may kapangyarihan po kayo na magdeklara ng mga localized lockdown. Hindi ko naman po sinasabi na buong barangay eh, i-lockdown nyo kung wala namang kaso sa buong barangay. Yung kalye, yung bahay, yung compound na merong mga maraming sakit, i-lockdown nyo na po yan. Dahil yan po talaga ating strategiya ngayon dahil sa totoo lang po, hindi na po natin kaya na mag-lockdown ng ating ekonomiya. Napakadami na pong nagugutom. So, ang ating panawagan, pangalagaan po natin ang ating uh, mga sarili para tayo po ay makapaghanap buhay. Ingat buhay para sa hanap buhay. The Department of Interior and Local Government ordered on Monday, March 8, all local government units and the Philippine National Police to implement a crackdown on all quarantine violators and strictly enforce health protocols in all barangays. DILG officer in charge Bernardo C. Florese Jr. asked Joint Task Force Shield Commander Police Lieutenant General Cesar Hawthorne Binag to increase police visibility and strictly enforce minimum public health standards in Pasay City, Malabon, Navotas, Cebu City, and Cebu Province, which have registered upswings in COVID-19 cases. The DILG order came after recent updates showed new cases breaching the 3,000 mark for three straight days since March 5. Flores has stressed that wearing face masks and face shields and physical distancing should be strictly imposed in all LGUs and violators should be fined based on the prevailing ordinances. The DILG official added that temperature checks and filling out contact tracing forms manually or through the Stay Safe app should also be a must in all establishments and workplaces. He also ordered the deployment of additional contact tracers in areas with rising cases to aid the local contact tracing teams in identifying close contacts and having them tested. With more people out on the streets, Floresa directed the PNP to strictly enforce the prevailing curfews imposed by LGUs in certain areas, which have been adjusted by some to 10 p.m. up to 5 a.m. Floresa noted that the LGUs should have enacted local ordinances providing sanctions to those who violate the minimum health standards set by the national government through the Interagency Task Force on the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases. He noted that the LGUs can implement localized lockdown within a town, a city, sitio, street, or block without the need to request approval from the IATF. Department of Agriculture Secretary William Dar confirmed Monday, March 8, that the current price ceiling on pork and chicken would be retained. As per the executive order, pork cuts of Liempo and Kasim or Pigi 
must not be priced over 300 pesos per kilo and 270 pesos per kilo respectively. Wild-dressed chicken should cost no more than 160 pesos per kilo. According to DAR, the palace-ordered price cap has undeniably contributed to taming the price surge of said two main food items, benefiting millions of Filipino consumers, particularly in Metro Manila. Lifting it will undeniably result in dramatic rise in prices of pork and chicken, given that the African swine fever or ASF crisis is still raging and thus continues to impact on local production of hogs nationwide, Dar said. There was an earlier call from hog grazers to increase the price cap, but Dar doesn't like the idea. He said it would be redundant to do it since the actual average pork and chicken prices were higher than the ceiling imposed by EO124. Dar added that it is not far-fetched that if the price ceiling is raised, industry players will hike their prices once again, emboldened by the knowledge that they are capable of pressuring the government to change its mind. President Duterte has called on the nation to help free women from the bondage of inequality, citing their indispensable role in the country's progress. In observance of Women's Month, the president said Filipinos should help empower women to break down the barriers that hold them back, as well as a backward mindset that promotes gender oppression and inequality. The president said this government has taken steps to promote women empowerment, but recognized that more work needed to be done to advance their welfare. In the past several decades, he cited that international organizations, women's rights movements, and various governments have made significant strides in addressing gender inequality by dealing with its cultural, institutional, and historical roots. The president really recently said his government has been working relentlessly to ensure women have, would have equal access to education, economic opportunities, healthcare and social services, and growth opportunities. He acknowledged the role of women in nation building and affirmed his resolve to uphold the fundamental equality between or before the law of both genders. Meanwhile, despite gains in women empowerment in recent years, the road remains long for gender equality, Vice President Leni Robredo said in her message for the International Women's Day, as she calls on women to answer the call of leadership and work together towards a fairer and kinder world. Robredo affirmed the tireless struggle of women that paved the way for many gains, such as the right to vote, economic and political participation, and legislation for women's rights that has become more gender equal over the past several generations. The celebration of women today, Robredo said, must be a reminder that we need to band together to continue the work. The lady official called on women and allies to create an environment where all genders can flourish and contribute to society. Despite recognizing the struggles and victories of the women that came before her, Robredo said there is more work that needs to be done. In Metro News, 
Mayor Isko orders probe on express swab test modus. And Quezon City postpones reopening of cinemas and arcades. More from this report. Manila Mayor Francisco Escombrano Dumagoso ordered an investigation on an operation wherein syndicates offer those in Manila who are seeking to return to their provinces costly but fake swab tests for COVID-19. The Manila Mayor said this after Lieutenant Colonel Rosalino Ibay Jr. presented two suspects who reportedly pretended to be members of the city's government to victimize Bajaos, charging them at least 1,000 pesos per swab test. Around 100 fake swab test results were recovered from the arrested suspects. Dumagoso reiterated that the swab tests provided by the Manila City government are all free of charge. He also said that the operation may be the doing of a large syndicate involved in staffa and human trafficking. Quezon City Mayor Joy Belmonte announced that cinemas, videos and game arcades and theme parks and fun fairs will remain closed amid the surge in COVID-19 cases in the city. Belmonte issued this directive in the revised to the guidelines released on March 5 based on the latest issuance by the Interagency Task Force and the Department of Trade and Industry. The mayor also ordered the City Epidemiology and Surveillance Unit or CESU to keep monitoring the surge as this may have been caused by the new COVID-19 variants. Meanwhile, the local government of Quezon City is also requiring all business establishments to use the QC Digital Contract Tracing app for their employees and consumers as part of its contract tracing efforts amid the increasing number of COVID-19 cases in QC. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. Rookie cop plays with his gun and accidentally kills inmate in Aurora. Coast Guard welcomes 128 auxiliary volunteers in Batangas. And over 27,000 Eastern Visayas health workers eyed for COVID-19 vaccination. Here are the details. A rookie policeman was disarmed after he accidentally killed a detainee while allegedly toying with his gun inside the San Luis Municipal Station in Aurora on Saturday. Patrolman Christian Torres is now on the brink of being kicked out of the police service after he allegedly killed an inmate when he accidentally pulled the trigger of his service firearm which he was toying on Saturday night. The victim, 30-year-old Christian Gabral, was watching television behind bars when Torres decided to draw his gun and started playing with it in front of the detention cell. Gabral was hit on the chest and was declared dead on arrival in the hospital. The Philippine Coast Guard or PCG welcomed at least 128 new volunteers of PCG Auxiliary in Calatagan, Batangas. One of the inductees is actually Calatagan's Mayor Peter Oliver Palacio who was appointed to the rank of Captain. Palacio underscored the continuous restoration of the Cape Santiago Lighthouse that guides the mariners in the vicinity waters of the province and attracts local tourists in Calatagan. The PCG Auxiliary Volunteers support the Coast Guard in conducting humanitarian assistance and disaster response operations as well as marine environmental protection initiatives. The Department of Health is targeting to inoculate more than 27,000 healthcare workers in Eastern Visayas region as a top priority in the vaccination rollout. DOH Regional Director Exuperia Sabalberino said the top priority is the hospital workers especially those assigned in facilities that treat COVID-19. The second priority is public health workers. The first batch of 6,900 doses of Sinovac vaccines received by the region last Friday was intended for hospitals in Tacloban City and Palo Leyte. 
As of Monday, Eastern Visayas has recorded 15,813 COVID-19 cases, including 15,220 recoveries and 232 deaths. This brings the total active cases to 361. In world news, Pope celebrates largest mass at historic Iraq trip. Israel reopens restaurants, bars, with 40% of the country fully vaccinated. And U.S. family receives Korean War letters sent 70 years ago. Let's watch this report. Pope Francis vowed Sunday to keep Iraq in his heart as he concluded the largest mass and final public event of a historic trip meant to encourage the country's dwindling Christian community and deepened interfaith dialogue. The faithful wore hats featuring pictures of Francis and face masks to protect them from COVID as a second wave has driven up cases to around 5,000 new infections per day in Iraq. The stadium seats around 20,000 but large swaths of the stands were empty after authorities had trimmed down the allowed attendance in recent days. The heavier security deployment yet is protecting Francis in northern Iraq on what is perhaps the riskiest day of his historic trip. The city was targeted just weeks ago by a deadly rocket attack, the latest in series of strikes blamed on pro-Iranian forces. Israel took another step towards post-pandemic normalcy on Sunday, opening restaurants, bars, and cafes to vaccinated Green Pass holders with about 40% of the population fully inoculated against the coronavirus. The country launched its Green Pass program last month, allowing controlled numbers of people with proof of full vaccination or those who have recovered from COVID-19 to enter gyms, pools, and other facilities. Green Pass holders can also now have a drink at a bar but cannot yet strike up a chat with a stranger sitting on the stool beside them, with rules requiring an empty seat between patrons unless they live together. Over 100 Korean War letters have finally reached the sender's family after 70 years. Rodney Shuk searched for the relatives of Korean War veteran Vincent Koenig for a week after rediscovering war letters he won at auction, before enlisting the help of a local TV channel. Soon, Shuk was able to meet with the family and hand them the correspondence, which will be split up and rotated among all cousins after they are read. In entertainment, Pinoy Pride and Pinoy Pinay Power are in full swing as Netflix revealed that two Filipinas will lend their voices to Netflix's upcoming original anime series, Trece, just in time for the celebration of the International Women's Day. Liza Soberano will be the voice of the Filipino version of Alexandra Trece, the main character of the series, while Filipino-Canadian actress Shay Mitchell will voice the lead character in the English version. Liza tweeted that she is screaming inside and that she is honored to be chosen to voice the iconic character. Trece is set in Manila where supernatural beings from the country's folklore stories live in hiding amongst humans and run a criminal underworld. Alexandra Trece steps in to protect the streets of Manila when the police cannot handle with uh, supernatural incidents that appear. Netflix's Trece is based on the comics written by Budget Tan and artist Kajo Badissimo and is set for release sometime this year, 2021. In sports, 
Robert Jaworski, popularly known as the Big J, turned 75 today, March 8. As Big J celebrates his special day, his influence continues to resonate among basketball fans even after playing his last game more than two decades ago. Among his biggest achievements are two ABC championships with the national team, eight titles in the PBA and one in the MICA, and the playing coach stint that is best remembered with a never-say-die attitude. Jaworski achieved success in almost every team he played or coached, both at home and beyond, while enduring controversies along the way. His number seven jersey was retired in 2012, which served as a closure to his colorful PBA career. And those are the news on web today, March 8, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of the Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.